Welcome to Quick Shots with James Fitzgerald. I'm solo today, so I'm going to deal with these questions and just read out the question and and the answer. What I'm going to say at the outset is we got a lot of questions about negative gearing. Uh, Look, it's just not going to happen. I think we, I'm pretty sure we dealt with it last week, so I didn't want to include it today. but, But if you go back to last week's episode, we'll talk about it. The reality is they're just not going to go anywhere near it because the the last time that Labor tried to go anywhere near something like that, they got um, smashed in election. So it's just not going to happen, guys. Don't don't get too bogged down in the the rumor and the and the headlines. It's it's just noise. Uh, next one I'll go to here from Ten May. Uh, so it's a, it's a slightly longer question, but the crux of it is that uh, Ten May has been trying to um, buy property. And uh, she's, I believe it's she's asked uh, that the lenders believe that I won't be able to get a loan for my deposit and costs uh, to use this from equity. How do I overcome this hurdle? So it's a really common question. So number one, Tan, mate, you need a broker that is in your corner. And if it's not a broker, maybe a personal banker, if depending on your situation. But for most people, it's going to be a broker. And, and the reason is, uh, I see it all the time, the difference between one person's circumstances in terms of what all the different 120 banks in Australia will lend can be hundreds of thousands of dollars. And the reason for that is you've got different banks with different interest rates. Uh, different buffers that they put on your ability to service the loans. So they'll always sort of say, well, you need to service somewhere between 2 and 3% above today's interest rates. Different ways that they interpret your income. Um, you know, you might get commissions or overtime. You might have, um, you know, month-to-month fluctuations where some banks will be more conservative than others. Rental income, negative gearing benefit. There's just so many variables and it just pays to have a, a broker in your corner who can work all this out for you. Um, because the, the short answer is that, you know, if you go to uh, a bank and, and, and you do qualify to, to buy another property and that sort of thing, you can easily get a loan for the deposit and costs. You just might have to change lenders. And it won't always be a line of credit. Normally, you know, an, an equity loan for investment purposes is going to be the more effective way for you to go about it. So um, there's so many parts to it, Tenmay. You've just got to get a good broker. And if you need one, just uh, let me know where you live and I'll, I'll point you in, a, in the direction of one that you can trust. Carl wants to know, and again, a slightly longer question. He's talking about, is it better to sell some existing investment properties, pay off my home loan, which is a non-deductible debt, and then start investing again? Um, Carl, I'm going to say probably not. Now, it is a little bit hard without knowing um, some, some of the things like how old you are and you know how high your home debt is as against your personal income. But what I'm going to say is for most people, you know, you don't want to sell property. The costs of getting in and out are very high. And if the property isn't costing you a lot of money to hold, then by the time you, you, you sell these properties, you're going to be burning a lot of money. So for most people, no, what you can do is you can invest at the same time as you reduce um, the debt on your family home. 
Um, just make sure that the ideally, if you've got some existing investment properties, you're able to be cash flow neutral or positive after tax. Um, and, you know, ideally you're getting uh, some tax deductions. Uh, but no, look, I think you'd want to avoid it um, almost at all costs, Carl. Uh, and the reason for that is that it's a bit of a false economy. You sell down the homes, pay off the debt, you save yourself a little bit of interest and that sort of thing. But then you're going to have to borrow again to get the investment properties. And then you've got the cost of getting back into the market, 5% on the way out, probably another 5% to get back in, and then you've got your taxes as well. It's not going to be the best thing for you to do. AJ, I'm a business owner with multiple trusts. How can I leverage this to buy multiple properties? Um, so look, trusts, um, if you're a business owner and you've got trusts, um, it depends on the risk inside of those different trusts. Like, so ideally the reason you set up trusts is to um, protect assets. That, that's the, the typically the, the reason for doing so. Uh, so what I would say, AJ, is similar to Tan May, go and get yourself a really good broker or a really good um, uh, private banker and get them to show them the whole picture. So this is the whole box and dice. This is where all the income comes in. This is where all the, the income gets declared. This is what the tax man sees that I earn. And this is what I actually earn inside of my businesses. And then what a broker's going to be able to do is identify the most effective kind of way for you to be buying and borrowing. But also they're going to give you a really good idea on what your income is going to have to be uh, in order to be able to qualify for the loan. Because often as a business owner, you, you're trying to minimize tax and, and I get that, that's a common thing. But it's about finding that right mix because you need to declare some income in order to be able to leverage and borrow and, and build wealth. So you're just finding, striking that right balance over time where you're not declaring uh, you know, much more than you need to be able to, to achieve the kind of uh, goals and things that you're wanting to achieve around investing investing and, um, and wealth building. So AJ Carlton May, thank you very much for your questions this week. Thank you to everyone who did ask about negative gearing as well. I didn't mean to be flipping. It's just, uh, we did deal with it. And, um, and I just honestly, I think, you know, the treasurer and the prime minister have ruled it out, uh, out of hand already. So I just think, um, it's not somewhere that you want to take your mind. It's, it's a distraction at this moment. Uh, guys, thank you. I hope you enjoyed the longer version this week of the interview with Damien Hardwick, something different. If you enjoyed that, we're, uh, we're open to feedback. If you didn't enjoy it, please feel free to let us know as well. I will be back next week with Mitch to do the normal type of podcast and likewise for the quick shots. So send us through any questions if you've got them. Thanks again, guys, and have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Double Shot with your favourite cousins, Alex and James Fitzgerald. If you've got a burning question or something we absolutely need to talk about on the pod, please write to us. Both of our emails are in the show notes. For little real estate tidbits and a little bit of banter, okay, a lot of banter, you can follow us on the gram. Our handle is thedoubleshot.podcast. That, my friends, is thedoubleshot.podcast. Until next time, think of us when you sit back and sip your next double shot.